Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. Behavioural biases uh, and behavioural science is very important for understanding the way people behave and the extent to which they comply uh, with rules. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Sasha, I'm the editor of the GRC Institute. And today with us, we have one of our new directors, Professor Elizabeth Sheedy. Hi, Professor. Elizabeth, how are you doing? Hi, Kwame. I'm very well indeed. Thank you. Well, welcome to the board. Um, and our members should be familiar with you by now with the events that you've put on and the research that you've done in the past. Um, you know, you've spoken at the conference, you've been on a few podcasts, but just for those who might want to know a bit more about you, uh, just tell me a bit about your professional journey. Certainly. Uh, yes, so my professional journey started uh, in the early 1980s. Um, so I did a... Um, Bachelor of Commerce at the University of New South Wales. And at that point, I had no thought of pursuing an academic career. Uh, I joined the uh, financial services industry and I worked for a few different um, institutions. Um, some of them that you'll be familiar with are uh, Westpac and also um, Macquarie Bank. And when I was there um, at that stage, I was working um, very much in uh, derivatives markets. And my role uh, was, I guess it was to do with managing uh, currency risk. So I was working with customers, big institutional customers, um, guiding them on the use of derivatives to, to manage their currency exposures. Um, so that was a, a really interesting time. Of course, uh, risk management and compliance were very, very different uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, in 1993, I decided that I would like to pursue an academic career. Um, I just wanted to, um, yeah, I just came to the realisation that what I really love doing is teaching and researching. And so if that's your passion, then, then probably a university is the right place to be. So uh, I came to Macquarie University and I did my PhD in finance uh, in risk management related areas uh, and uh, began my um, career as a lecturer and researcher. So I've now been at the university for more than 28 years. Um, I probably had a bit of a change of direction, um, maybe about 2012. Uh, so I decided to shift my focus, looking much more at issues of uh, culture, um, compliance, remuneration. Uh, risk. It was so more the human dimension of risk management, whereas previously mm -hmm. I used to do a lot more sort of quantitative modelling of market risk. Uh, it became yeah, obvious sure. to me that really the, the problems that a lot of financial institutions were having was not so much that they had a bad you know, market risk model, but it was much more the, the human element of risk management. Uh, and so that, that was where I really had this change of direction and uh, started interacting with organisations such as the GRC Institute. Oh, excellent. And I feel like 
you know, you're one of the few board members who's not actually a, a GRC professional. So I feel like you have quite a unique perspective on, on the industry and also with the research that you've done. Yeah, so I, I guess uh, I see myself as a as a risk governance expert broadly. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't consider myself to be a, a compliance expert um, as such, although I do have some, um, I do actually have some uh, academic publications on looking specifically at, at compliance. Um, but having that broader view, uh, I guess I see compliance uh, in uh, as part of the broad risk management uh, framework that organisations have. Uh, and I suppose as over the years, it's become more and more obvious to me that um, behavioural biases uh, and behavioural science is very important for understanding the way people behave and the extent to which they comply uh, with rules. So I think that the organisations that are likely to do the best in this area are ones that are taking on insights from behavioural science um, to try and understand more about what makes people tick and how we can set up systems that make it easy for them to comply mm -hmm. uh, and uh, make them want to do the right thing. I think most people fundamentally do want to do the right thing. Uh, it's a question of trying to make it easy for them to do just that. Yeah, sure. And I know you've you've done a body of research on looking at the risk culture perception, you know, the impact of stricter regulation or remuneration and, you know, the impact of accountability regimes like what we've seen with the bear um, in Australia. I guess if you of what you wanted to research next in this space, what would be the thing if you the funding were just to drop from the sky? What would be the <laughs> next thing that you <laughs> Yeah. That want to look at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a nice thought. Funding coming from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so look, this whole concept of accountability still really excites me. Um, I the research I've been doing on the uh, banking executive accountability regime uh, has led me to think that this is still a really promising area. Uh, I think mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot more to be done uh, to understand more about how accountability affects people's behaviour and how we can create conditions of accountability. Um, so how, how do you make, how do you help people to feel accountable, okay, I guess is, is the question. Um, and uh, so, I mean, part of it is perhaps through regulations that you know, the government is putting in place things like the the bear and which is quickly evolving into the far. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is it is perhaps partly a question of regulation. But I'd like to think that given the enormous benefits of accountability, uh, that this this is something that all boards could pursue if they wanted to. You don't have to wait for the regulation, right? You could, you could um, implement some of these principles of accountability even without the regulations. So yeah, I'd like to do more looking in that area. Um, remuneration is, is certainly still an issue of concern. 
um, mm -hmm. and it's obviously very much linked to accountability. Um, one of the things I'm specifically interested in right now is cyber governance. So cyber risk right. is uh, a massive problem for all organizations, big and small. Uh, so obviously this is not just financial institutions, everyone is grappling with cyber risk. Um, and how we set up good governance systems for that, uh, I think is, is, is quite a challenge. Uh, so yeah, I'm, that's I have already started doing some work looking at that. It's a particular challenge because it's a technical area, and and lots of yeah. um, you know a lot of um, people in senior roles in organisations they find cyber risk scary, confronting, uh, you know, very technical. Uh, it's just difficult. They don't quite know how to approach it. Um, so yeah, setting up good cyber governance systems is is something that uh, I'm I'm very much looking into and hope to develop that that agenda. So if anyone does have some uh, spare uh, dollars to send uh, to <laughs> contribute to research, or you know, I should emphasise that you know, we are always looking for industry partners, and it doesn't necessarily have to be cash. You know, sometimes in kind support can be really helpful. Um, so if, if you're interested in supporting research uh, in any way, uh, I would love to hear from you. Excellent. And hopefully the, the right people are listening that can um, do this. <laughs> um, I guess final question, uh, based on everything you've said, and I felt like you've been doing this the entire time, but do you have any advice, I guess, for that governance risk or compliance professional who might be listening to this podcast and because they're really trying to get that piece right mm -hmm. in their organizations. Yeah. So um, I, I think just to reiterate the point I was making earlier about understanding more about uh, behavioral biases, some of the, you know, the behavioral science, uh, I think is, is really important. So therefore my uh, advice for GRC professionals would be to try and educate yourself more uh, about those issues uh, and trying to therefore design systems that build on, uh, build on principles of behavioral science. Um, we're learning a lot about this. Um, so in, uh, earlier this year, uh, I put out my first ever sole authored book uh, on risk governance. It's called uh, Risk Governance, Biases, Blind Spots and Bonuses. Um, so that might be a starting point um, if you're interested in doing a little bit of reading on that topic. Um, I would also, uh, highly recommend uh, a po another podcast series um, called the Human Risk Podcast. Okay, so that one is produced by a guy called Christian Hunt in the UK. Uh, he puts out episodes quite regularly. Um, so for all of you who uh, like the podcast medium, and, and I guess if you're listening to this one, I can safely assume you are into podcasts. <laughs> That's a really good one. That's a free resource uh, that you can take advantage of. Um, and he gets in really interesting guests uh, to talk about um, behavioral science, 
uh, how how and why people behave, and he's particularly uh, targeting a, an audience of uh, compliance professionals. So, so that would be a great one to upskill yourself in that area. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time, Elizabeth, and hope to have you on the podcast again soon. Oh, I hope so. Yes. And uh, as new research emerges, uh, I hope to be able to share it with you guys. And uh, and also perhaps part of what I can bring to the board of, of GRCI is to share not just my research insights, but more generally the insights from other academics that, that might be relevant to you. Um, so hopefully I can be your conduit uh, to the academic world. This podcast was a production of the Governance Risk and Compliance Institute and the music was produced by Rob Neary.